who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's Jeep 4x4 season. Make your next adventure epic and hurry in now for great deals. And now, we're qualified lessees get a low mileage lease on the 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe for $389 a month for 24 months with $5,399 due at signing. Tax title license extra. No security deposit required. Call 1-888-925-JEEP for details. Requires dealer contribution, a lease to Chrysler Capital. Extra charge for miles over 20000 Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 531-23. Jeep is a registered trademark. This is John Rocco, one third of the Geek Buddies with this awesome ad for you. If you like this show and you want to make your own and some of you reached out and asked us about making your own podcast, well, let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Go ahead and let your freak flag fly. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Take it from us here at the Geek Buddies. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on with the Geek Buddies show. everybody today uh we are reviewing the deadwood movie on the geek buddies hey! um i am one of your hosts john roca this is mike vogel and this is shannon mcclung and um this is an interesting review we're going to do because shannon and i are massive fans of the deadwood series and so we were incredibly excited to see the Deadwood movie. However, 
Michael is not. I I wouldn't say I'm no, not a you know, fan. You just didn't never. I just never series. watched it. Right, right. Uh, it's one of the. And it, it, I was just saying this to Shannon earlier. It's not that I actively didn't watch it. Right. I just didn't watch it when it started, and this was before the HBO Go and the streaming and everything. So once I missed it. It was like I kind of just never got into it. I heard that it was good, but we were all talking about it, and I was like, well, shit, I'll watch the movie. So <laughs> I watched the movie, having literally never watched a single episode of Deadwood, and wow. so I'm going to bring you that perspective. <laughs> well, as those of us who, uh, you and I, Shannon, who watched the series and then watched this movie, what's your reaction to the movie when it was over? What a perfect finale. Yeah. The story. Yeah. I mean, you you watch it. I mean, obviously, it takes place ten years after the third season. But you watch that movie and be like, "Was this what the fourth season was going to be?" Right. Just sort of, you know, spaced out a little bit more. I thought it was great getting to see all the folks that we said goodbye to, kind of unceremoniously mm-hmm. after the third season. And it was just interesting to see, like, for the majority of those characters, life just went on. They yeah. all stayed in that camp. Yeah. And to get to know that um, the interactions that Bullock had with swear and it's just like oh they've been doing this for a decade yeah and they've found this sort of tenuous piece where they they work with each other when they have to but they're not necessarily going to go have dinner at each other's homes yeah i thought it was a great way to walk back into the world and remember these relationships between these people but then also see how these people have changed so much over the 10 years that we've seen them. Bullock is a very composed family man. He has kids now with Anna Camp, who was his boyfriend, I mean, his uh, uh, brother's wife. He's now settled into this relationship with her as opposed to the romance he had with Molly Parker's character. Uh, Swearingen is older now, dealing with the liver disease. That a is softer. Cor- softer now, yeah, because he's gotten older and because he's sick and because he's, uh, Brad Dorif is more can- as cantankerous as ever as the doctor, even more bold than he used to be with Al. There's a familiarity there. We get the comeback of Gerald McRaney, who's just who looks oh, like he hasn't aged a day. He's so good. And just as scary as uh, as Hurst in the situation. Paula Malcolmson coming back. Uh, John Hawks coming back. Their relationship. Franklin Ajay yep, w- coming. W. Earl Brown. W. Earl Brown as well. Like All these. It was great to walk back into the world and see these people and get reacquainted with them again. And it wasn't fan service, which I thought was great, too. And the dialogue, Milch, Milch's characteristic dialogue that is so, like, you sometimes have to watch a show with subtitles on so you can understand what they're doing, I think really was incredible to go back into that world again. And the film did a fantastic job of that. But as someone who has never seen an episode yeah. of the show, what did you think? I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, um, the, well, the first thing I'll say off of what you were just saying, Johnny, yeah. is that uh, I had heard that Deadwood had this heightened language. Yes. And people compared it to Shakespeare. Hmm. I didn't know it was as heightened as it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so as soon as it started, I kind of, to be honest, like I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this, see what it is. But I kind of like had my phone in my hand. I was checking some emails. And like two minutes in, I was like, wait, what? And I had to put my phone down and just focus on it. Um, but I loved it. Like, oh, wow. I loved the language. Yeah. I thought it was so beautiful to just listen to them talk. And it was so beautiful to listen to them have this cadence that you are kind of used to hearing in uh, like watching Shakespeare or some mm. kind of older thing. But having that placed in the American West, like it just it really like it, it floored me. Um, and I would say this to anybody who is listening to this who never watched Deadwood. um, 
it, it you totally get it. Like these guys, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about coming back to these characters that you haven't seen and they've like kind of had this life for 10 years, but you get that like through the context of how this story is set up, you understand that these characters have been doing stuff for 10 years and the events that are happening are the things that are bringing everybody back together and you get enough of the context of what happened in the past. I don't know everything. Like there was a lot of stuff where I was like, Oh, these people have a history. I don't know what the history is, but I know that they have an uneasy alliance. Now I know that this, I know that Gerald McGrady is coming in and he was a bastard. Like, Mm -hmm. and you get enough that it is a really, really satisfying two hours. Yeah. And the thing that I'll really say about it that I think is a testament to how good it is is I think I'm probably going to try and find some time to go back and watch Deadwood now. Oh, yeah, you should. I mean, I really was so taken with this world and the language and the beauty of it and kind of just these really rich characters. Mm. And, I mean, granted, I've now totally done it backwards because I know what happens to all of them. (laughs) I know where they all end up now. But I actually am intrigued enough to want to go back and see where they were and how they got there. Yeah. Yeah, Because there are great characters in the first season. Yeah. That, that you never get, see again. Yep, that you'll get to discover. Yeah. Um, who was your favorite character coming out of the movie? I mean, I think it has to be Ian McShane. I mean, I think he's just like, yeah. you can see why this was the role that kind of catapulted him into to all the other things he's been able to do. He's just, he's so great. And as you guys said, like, I was, I was saying this to Shannon earlier, uh, you know, I was like, oh, well, I thought he was the bad guy. And in this movie, he yeah. definitely is no longer the bad guy because he's softer. And, right. and Shannon was explaining, like, no, he was mm-hmm. at the beginning until Gerald McRaney came in. And then you're like, no, this guy's even worse. Right. Um, so I've kind of seen him at this softer end. Um, and so I actually am curious to go back and see him as a real motherfucker. Yeah. But yeah, I think he he was my favorite. Um, but honestly, everybody and like this is one of those great shows or a great movie in this case where Every actor is great. Every actress is great. Like yep. there wasn't, uh, at least in the movie to me, there really wasn't a weak link. Everybody. Oh, you know who else I really like? Calamity Jane. Yeah. Robin yeah. Weigert. Calamity so Jane was great. Yeah. And that was actually where she kind of opens the movie. She's kind of like riding her horse back into town and she started talking. And that was when I had to turn off my phone because I was like, okay, she's coming back into town. And she opened her mouth and started talking. And I'm like, what the fuck is she saying? It (laughs) it actually, it's the same thing that happens to me. uh, Like when we were in theater school growing up, when we were in college where you would like go see Shakespeare for like, it's a really weird thing where like for the first two minutes, I am like, I don't know what anybody's saying. And then it sort of drops in. And you just all of a sudden understand everything fine. Yeah. And I kind of had that experience watching this as well. She's even, especially in the first season, uh, she's even more difficult to understand. Yeah. So don't take your phone out. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that, and once again, that was a great character that they came back to and fleshed out even more in the movie. And they realized like it had to be Calamity Jane and it had to be Bullock. It couldn't be Swearingen because uh, what they want to do with him. Ian McShane is so much more older than he was now. It's, and you can tell. And so you play it that way on purpose. So counter what he did in American Gods where he's fully in his masculinity. This is a little more of an older guy who has to kind of take a bit of a backseat. And I like that. I enjoyed that because Bullock was always my favorite character. I know people love Swearingen and Swearingen is great for what he is. But 
Bullock was always there was just something about all offense acting, uh, which by the way he does he hates going back to watch himself in Deadwood because he thinks he's such a much better actor now after Justified than he was when he was doing Deadwood. Uh, but giving him that moment with Franklin Ajaya at the end of the movie when Franklin Ajaya's character is dying, I don't want to use what the what his character's nickname is, but when he's dying and he has that emotional moment with him, the breakdown is the first time you see Bullock cry. In any of really? the series, it is the one time he's allowed to let, let all of that out. And it's incredible that it's after he's seen Sophia again, or after he's seen, is it, what is Molly Parker's character? I forget her name. Never. But after he's seen his, you know, the woman that he really developed a phenomenal and uh, mercurial love for, it's after, you know, he's gone through this whole thing where he's once again having to defend this guy against other people after he's taken Hearst through the middle of the town. So much of the drama that is in his world where he seems like the last 10 years has been pretty chill. All this shit comes back to him. He lets it all out in that moment as Franklin Ajaya is talking to him. And you're just like, fuck, oh, man, that is incredible work. Well, and you can really look at the look at the original series and how you can see him growing. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. It's better and better. Really, the first season, you feel like Keith Carradine is the one oh, yeah. who really kind of squired him along. Who got He's him Wild Bill Hickok. Yeah. yeah, and and then it then it kind of handed that off to Ian McShane. Yeah. Like he had a lot. He had a lot of like one on one scenes with Ian McShane going into seasons two. And right, three. right. Um, you didn't watch Justified, did you? No, I did not. He that show is fantastic. Everyone tells me. I it's, guess I might start. Yeah, it's it's really good. Walton Goggins does fantastic mm-hmm. work in it, but you really see how Timothy Oliphant got to apply all of these lessons that he learned on Deadwood into Justified. Hmm. Interesting. Um, the other thing that I'll say that I thought was interesting, um, just watching it as a movie, mm-hmm. was I really enjoyed. You know, Gerald McRaney comes into town kind of as the future, as progress. I mean, he's coming mm-hmm. in to put the telephone lines into town. Like the future right. is coming to Deadwood. And I, I, it was, there was something really kind of sweet and quaint about the way the movie ends where, you know, I think Deadwood kind of staves off the future mm-hmm. a little bit, but we all know that progress is progress. We all know what happened in history. So it's like, yeah. there's almost like this, it's like they've preserved their way of life. Like the, this, this sort of simpler uh, time, this simpler way of life sort of held out a little bit, but we know that, it, it's yeah. not going to last. So yeah. there was kind of like a bittersweet kind of lovely ending to that, I thought. I think that's why there's no resolution with Hearst. There's no resolution at the end. It's like he doesn't get punished or, you know, strung up or put in... He gets put in the jail as a holding cell type of situation, but not convicted, right? Because he's a senator. Yeah. Is he going... And, you know, and in the third season, you know, I don't want to spoil, but third season... There's a lot with him that goes on that can mirror what you see in the movie. And so there's so much more. There's a richer thing to explore in that third season about what happens to him. So you look at this situation and Kim Dickens and uh, Calamity Jane having them figure out their love again as the show goes, as this movie went along was great as well. But um, I think just overall, it, it just left you, if you were a fan of the show, it left you with this feeling of satisfaction. And that's all you could ask for when you look at what is essentially a series finale. Yeah. Yeah. Juxtapose that with the Game of Thrones. Well, I'll keep you guys posted. I think I, I think yeah. I actually am probably going to go back and... Uh, how many? Is it 10 episodes each season? 10 a season. Yeah, 10 a season. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I, can, I can knock that out. Yeah, I just did Barry to. in a week, so I could do that. <laughs> Batty. Batty. <laughs> Come on, hey, guy. it's no hang. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's our review of the Deadwood movie. You can watch it on HBO now. Uh, just incredible work by everybody involved in that production. And um, let us know what you thought about the movie. Did you like it? Do you think it was a good way to end the series? 
Were you a fan of Deadwood? Did you see this movie like Michael without having seen the series? And now you want to go back and revisit it. Let us know in the comment section of whatever app you're listening to this podcast on. Uh, Shannon, what do you want to say? Yeah, I can say if you, if you would like to follow the Geek Buddies on social media, on Twitter, it's at Geek underscore Buddies. On Instagram, it's at The underscore Geek underscore Buddies. Yeah. Um, hey, guys, what are you doing right now? You walking the dog? You in your car? What are you doing? You eating? You having a little? You having a little lunch break? Listening to a Deadwood review? Go to your computer, open it up, leave us a review, <laughs> give us some stars. Yeah, it's gonna make us look real, real good. It's preferably, gonna get us out there. Five stars. Five stars. Yeah. Give us all the stars. Five, give us all the stars. Give us all the stars. <laughs> and uh, yeah, give us, give us, give us some, uh, give us some feedback, and give feedback that everybody else can see, so that we move up into the standing, so that other people can find the Geek Buddies. Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Ever since I was born, I could hear the spirits of the other world. Where old stories take on a new life. If you break even one of these conditions, the consequence is death. And the world is teeming with possibilities. It's midnight, girls! They're here! Get ready to change! Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz! Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with as you've never heard them before. You are no more than a demon! Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales.